Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. As you know, we have the wonderful Eric Martzoff with us this evening. Um, daytime audiences know him from his portrayal of Brady Black on the daytime drama Days of Our Lives. But before he became Brady Black, uh, Eric portrayed the character of the Pharaoh in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which he received critical acclaim. The critics described him as a mix of Elvis and Stallone, a blend of charisma, muscular framework, and a talent to be reckoned with. After a successful four-year run, Daytime came calling with the role of Eric Winthrop on the now-defunct Daytime drama Passions. In 2008, Eric was cast as Brady Black on Days of Our Lives, where the character of Brady has thrilled audiences for years. In addition to his role on Days, Eric has also been portraying the character of Lance Sterling in Scandalcrest, a new improvised soap opera TV series from the world-famous Acme Theater in Hollywood, California. You can catch Eric in the last installment of Scandalcrest this Friday at Acme or watch at www.scandalcrest.com. Eric, in addition to all of that, will be also involved in the Santa Fawn at the Acme Comedy Hollywood on December 13th, which is for charity. Santa Fawn is hosted by Fred Willard and is a two-day event starting on December 12th. Check it out and come join Eric. Go to acmecomedy.com for ticket info. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Eric Marza. Hi, Eric. I think, my gosh, I'm exhausted just hearing that list of activities I'm doing. What, what am I thinking? <laughs> you are a wonderful human being, that's why. Oh, yeah, wonderful human. I, I'm, we're just trying. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, you know? I hear you on that. Uh, well, let's not waste any time because there's so much to talk about. Let's get right to it. Let's talk about your time on Passions. Um, it was kind of a breed all its own, kind of a soap opera that was a breed all its own. Uh, nothing has been since. Um, what was the most valuable lesson you learned while working on your first daytime drama? That you should, you should speak very softly when you do television. I, I actually, uh, thanks for bringing up Joseph. I actually haven't thought about doing that, that Andrew Lloyd Webber tour for a long time that was such a long time ago but I had literally just come off that tour when I booked Passions and as the Pharaoh I was playing this over-the-top character and you know when you're doing a Broadway show you're playing to row ZZ in the back so everything is huge and everything is loud right. on my first day of Passions my first line I pretty much you know delivered it as the Pharaoh would on Broadway and I think I think Teresa said something to me like Oh, Ethan, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, Teresa, what do you think I should do? I'm in love with you. You know, and the director, you know, came over the airwaves and like, uh, we're going to take a five. She came down. She's like, um, yeah, Eric, this isn't Broadway. You don't have to scream the lines. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. I, I wasn't quite sure how to do that. So that that was my first, you know, induction into soaps, that, that everything, you know, underplay it, keep it, Keep it simple, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, to, you know, differentiate between stage and television. You can't be too huge because the screens have gotten smaller, and with high definition, you just got to underplay everything. But 
uh, Passions was my baby. I mean, Passions was my first introduction to television. So you always remember your first, don't you? Oh, absolutely. In in all ways. Um, there. And <laughs> I've, I, you know, lifelong friends as a result, and I will uh, always be indebted. Because soaps nowadays, you don't really get the time to to invest into couples and storyline. Like, I mean, nowadays, time is... Time is money, and they got us going. We don't even get two takes half the time. As long as we get the words out and it, the sentences made sense in some way, they buy it, and they put it on the airwaves the next day. Um, back in the day, you'd get seven, eight, nine, ten takes, you know, and that was that was luxurious to have that, and now we don't have it. Well, don't you do, like, you sometimes do two and three shows a day? Yeah, yeah, that rumor is correct. We're literally, I think this week we're doing, I think we're doing 10 episodes this week. So I have, I, I did two episodes today. I think I'm doing two and a half tomorrow and, and three on Friday or something ludicrous. But that's that's the way the genre is right now. It's just crazy the amount of work we're churning out. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any um, favorite, like what was your favorite memory from that time? On passions. Oh, I mean, the the the, the fans of passions know that we we really pushed the envelope with storylines. I mean, we had just the craziest supernatural things happen. But one of the funniest things I remember, I always go back to when uh, Galen Garing and I, who was also on Days of Our Lives, now we went into the middle of the ocean. We swam out into the middle of the ocean to rescue Teresa that was being eaten by sharks. Uh, and we yeah, and we swam out with handguns into the oh. middle of the ocean, and we started shooting these man-eating sharks with handguns in the middle of the ocean, all the while treading water. Now, we were in, what, like a wave pool that was like maybe three feet, so we could stand. So we had our legs curled up. We had to give the illusion that we were in the middle of the Atlantic shooting sharks with handguns. So, now, who would come up with uh, using a gun to shoot sharks? I mean, would you think that they would think of like a harpoon or something? Yeah, one would think. But I think by the end of Passions, the, the, the question was, what haven't we done? <laughs> right. What, what can we do that is more ridiculous than what we did last Tuesday? I know. Let's see if handguns in salt water will shoot sharks. You know, it's just... <laughs> It's great. It's great. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't wrestle them, you know, to the bottom of the ocean and then break their necks and then come back up for air and then, you know, rescue Teresa that way. We could have done that just as easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that that, that sounds like a fun uh, fun memory. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Days of Our Lives. Gosh, uh, Brady, the character you play, has been put through the mill. I mean, both – through personal women's life, I mean, I don't think that there is anything that Brady hasn't done um, and hasn't gone through. And now with the character of Kristen, you know, back uh, being played by Eileen Davidson, uh-huh. um, wow, what kind of uh, what kind of journey do you think Brady is headed for? Like, Brady has been on this journey. Where do you think Brady is in his journey right now? Wow, uh, he he has been on one hell of a journey. You're right. And when I first took on the role, I wasn't I wasn't sure 
guy had any issues. He just seemed like he was cruising around, and yeah, he fell in love, and then he'd fall out of love, and eh, nothing was that bad. All of a sudden, I took over the role, and he was a drug addict. Um, he started burying women alive in sarcophaguses. He started uh, drinking alcohol excessively, and then he'd, he'd get engaged, and his fiancés would immediately right. die right before he, he wed them. I mean, this is a guy with some serious traumatic events that have surrounded his life. And when you're doing soaps, you can't ask for a better you know, roller coaster than Brady Black. He's just, he's just crazy, and he has such ups and downs. Right. And, but what he's on right now is it can't be described as an up or a down because it's just a, a, a severe question of morality right now. He is sleeping with his dad's ex-girlfriend, and it couldn't be juicier. I mean, it's just all about desire and damn the consequences. Let's do this. I want you. Lay down. Let's cause some trouble. So it can't, I mean, there's going to be some circumstances he's going to have to deal with. But, I mean, I literally was looking at my script for tomorrow, and I, I have some conversations with my stepbrother, Eric Brady, who was portrayed by Greg Vaughn. He just came back. He's now a priest. Yes, can imagine like Brady trying to talk to his brother who's a priest about his issues. It's just it's gold. It's pure soap gold and I couldn't be happier to be portraying him right now. I think I I got the silver spoon right now. Absolutely. Well, as you say, there's so many changes that I mean, honestly, Dave has gone through so many changes in the last even a couple of years. Um, format changes, uh, executive producer changes. And I can only imagine as an actor how difficult that is to kind of try to keep some sort of semblance of normality for yourself when there is so much upheaval and change and, you know, traumatic change over and over again. How do you keep yourself grounded and how do you keep yourself in the moment where everything will make sense to you no matter what, is going on with the show itself. That's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I, the phrase that the universal phrase is all you can really count on is change. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that's consistent. And so much has gone on in our soap world. I mean, let's face it, we lost half our shows in the last two years. You know, these oh, networks yeah. decided that these shows are dispensable. I think, I think ratings nowadays are kind of changing their minds about that. Maybe it was a little premature to let these shows go. Um, but you have to be a fan of the revolving door if you like soap operas. I mean, we are we are a soap family. We do show hop sometimes. One minute you're on Y&R, the next minute you're on Days of Our Lives. And you kind of have to embrace that and and not be fearful of change. I mean, a lot of these fans, they're they're so loyal and they love their couples and they root for them. But, you know... That's what soaps are all about. It's about bringing people together and then breaking them up and then bringing them back together. And because that's that's really what life is. You know, it's ups and downs. It's never you know pink champagne and bubble baths all the time. You got to have the the crazy stuff. And I, I think that's what fans love. But as far as me personally, getting through the changes, there there have been some rough ones. I mean, I had my my co-star Lindsay Hartley from Passions that came on days for what I thought was going to be a pretty long stint, and we were gonna you know, redo what we did on Passions and recreate that chemistry. And sure enough, I'd pick up a script in my mailbox and, oops, she gets hit by a car, she's gone, see you later. Yeah. So, and these, these things just, just happen. You just have to embrace the change. And 
after a decade of being on daytime, I uh, nothing really surprises me anymore. I mean, the, the addition of Eileen Davidson, I remember her from Young and the Restless. You know, mm-hmm. I remember seeing her and just 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 thinking how beautiful she was on the screen and how how at ease she was and and now I'm now I'm with her, you know, on a show and she couldn't be lovelier. We have something that's unique. It's interesting. People are people are loving it and they're hating it at the same time. They think it's crazy, but they think it's it's wild. So we definitely have something that stirred people up. And oh. it's all good. Absolutely. What um what do you think I mean, the addition of, of uh Eileen to the cast has been amazing. I've seen a huge change in the show just since she's been back. And what do you think I mean, talk about a sexy couple, you and Eileen, wow. Well, and I you. can I can only imagine what the love scenes are gonna are going to look like. I mean <laughs> you guys are already, you know, you know, sizzling the screen with just being in the same room with each other. Well, thank you. That's good. That's very good because you know what? That's what we're kind of shooting for. Oh, and uh, interestingly enough, Eileen and I had never met before, and I had no idea that they were planning to put us together. I read in the, one, of the, one of the magazines that she was coming to our show, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's terrific. And just all of a sudden, I mean, I think people get the 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 idea that behind closed doors we're given all this advance notice about storyline. We aren't. In most cases, we really aren't. And I mean, I found out two days before I was in bed with her that this was going to happen. And we just sort of looked at each other in the makeup room and said, "All right, I'm Eric. How you doing? Let's do it." And it either sinks or it swims. And I think, fortunately for us, we we really do like working together. We have very similar ethics and, and senses of humor. And it's it's just working. You know, I, I, I'm very, very happy with the situation that, that we have right now. Well, it's coming through on the screen, I can honestly tell you. And I, I am a, a fan. And I know how much Kristen is, you know, Kristen's character is very shady and and Brady is not quite, you know, seeing all of the shade, but I'm still very, I know the fans are very in tune with the couple. I mean, it's hard to not be drawn to this couple. It really is. I, yeah, I, I mean, I attribute, you know, Gary Tomlin, you know, he's been, he's been penning the show for, for a while now, and he saw it. And he, he literally saw that these were two characters that are not cut and dry. They're not black and white. You know, but you never know what Brady's going to do. You never know what Kristen's going to do. Let's put them together and, you know, watch the Roman candle explode. And they do, they're, they are interesting together because they're always kind of looking at each other like, are you playing me? Am I playing you? Wait, who's playing who? It's, it's, it's interesting. It keeps, it's going to keep the audience guessing, I think, for a very long time. But there's also some, uh, I, I don't want to give away too much, but they have revelations, personal revelations that they find out about one another that each of them brings out in one another. It's going to be, um, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for nice comments about that. Oh, I'm going to pass those on to Miss Davidson tomorrow morning. Oh, please do. Please do. Uh, yeah. And um, whatchamacallit, uh, that's what, that's what's nice about the show. And obviously you're, you're so popular on the show and everybody loves the character of Brady because 
you keep it interesting, and that that's uh, that's a credit to you. Let's move on to uh, Scandal Scandal. Isn't that the great? That that's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. Um, now you you portray the character of Lance Sterling, who is, I mean, you're fantastic in the role, of course. Um, but what? What can you tell the audience if they haven't, like, been able to watch or view or, you know, Friday night is going to be their first time exposure to Scandal Crest? What can you tell us about Scandal Crest and Lance Sterling, your character, that they can uh, expect? Well the, well, the good thing about Scandal Crest is you don't have to have, have watched all of the uh, the episodes to catch up really quick. I mean, the foundation of the show, you know, is historically like any other soap opera. You have your wealthy family, your not so wealthy family, and your your dangerous liaisons that that are filtered around. But the show is different every night because we literally, with the exception of a brief outline, that's maybe a page. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we walk out there, we trust each other, and anything goes. So there's really – there's a couple core elements, but other than that, the story makes itself up on stage. And I think what's great, what's been a great challenge for myself, and I think I can speak for the rest of the the soap folk, as I like to call them in this, is that we've always been such a victim in, to the lines we get our we get our lines and we get our scripts and that's our bible and we've there it's the sacred thing that helps us through you know our day and without that it's so interesting to you know see what happens we sort of just trust each other on our experience and and our ability to improvise and and it works it just becomes this fun ride that we're not really presenting to the audience. We're we're experiencing it with the We're just as surprised about what's going on as the guy in the front row watching it. So you don't need to have seen any of these other episodes to enjoy this show. And it's such a tribute to the Acme Comedy team uh, to just give us the chance to do this because it is innovative. It's It's never been done before. An improvisational soap opera on camera, it's... It's nuts, and I, I love to throw myself and immerse myself into new, new ideas and things that have never been done before. I think that's why I, I was attracted to passions when I first got that breakdown, you know, you know, 12 years ago. I'm like, ooh, soap operas with witches and little people. Yeah, I could go out for that. Because if you're not, you know, if you're not breaking boundaries, what are you doing? You know, you're just doing something that someone else has already done. So I think it's fun to to push the envelope, and Scandal Crest does that. Absolutely. And and I know you're a, a you know, a accomplished singer as well, so is it possible that possibly Lance might break into song at the last episode? Is this a request? <laughs> um, it might be. I'm just wondering. It's funny because... Uh, 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 Dan Dan Kane, he actually, um, actually, a bunch of the guys actually hinted to me before I started this whole thing. They said, well, you know, if Lance busts out into a musical number, that would be okay too. So I think there's a little shove in my in my rib cage to do it. If it's if 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 the possibility comes up and the opportunity lends itself, sure. 
What the heck? I don't see any reason why Lance Sterling couldn't all of a sudden bust out in a Barry Manilow medley. Uh, I could see it. Someone, right? No? Absolutely. Maybe Absolutely. Maybe all of a sudden comes into the office and, you know, hey, Mandy, you know, you came and you gave without taking, but I sent you away. Oh, Mandy, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, wonderful. Well, that's the that's that's wonderful thing about uh, Scandal Crest that, uh, that people don't um, – the people have a, a chance to witness is that anything goes on the stage. Uh, it is, it is hysterical. Um, it, it's, it's true brilliance at, at its finest. And, uh, you got to check it out. It'll be this Friday will be the last episode of Scandal Crest this year. So, and if I may, sorry to interrupt you, Deb, but, um, no, also, another element of Scandal Crest is you're never going to get a chance. If you're a fan of soaps, you're, this is the most intimate thing, and this is as close up as you'll probably get to, like, some of, you know, these people that you see on TV. I mean, you get Sean Kanan from General Hospital, Molly Burnett, myself, Freddie Smith from Days of Our Lives. We are, like, right there, you know, and, and we we all go over to the restaurant afterwards, and we're happy to meet people and, and, and talk to them. So it's it's not only a show, it's, it literally serves as a fan encounter as well. And I've, I've had fans tell me that, you know, wow, what a, what a cool opportunity to meet some people up close and personal. So you have that element too. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's what makes uh, going to Acme so different as well uh, for anybody is it's more intimate and, and you get to actually talk to the performers that have been up on stage. Uh, stage is like that, you know. Theatrics, theatrics has always been, been. It's it's very family. It's very it's very tangible medium where, you know, you get to do that. That's that's part of it. Absolutely. And Charles Charles Riley, I know, is the one that came up with uh, Scandal Press. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Yeah, he's a, uh, a smarty pants, isn't he? That guy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But he's brilliant. He's brilliant at what he does. Um. Okay, so so in addition to your day job and Scandal Crest and anything else that you're doing, you're also going to be doing the Santathon at the Acme um, on December 13th with Fred Willard. Can you tell us about that event? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm at the point where I think if Acme called me up and asked them to, like, you know, uh, detail their cars, I would probably come and do it. I'm just... I'm just a fan of, of that theater and anything that goes on there, I find myself looking forward to being a part of. And when, when I got this call to uh, participate with Fred, I, I've worked with Fred. Uh, I actually shared a dressing room with him when we did Little Abner uh, for the reprise series uh, the, on stage a couple of years ago. And I uh, got to know him, and he's, he's just a pleasure. He's such a pleasure. When I heard, I'm, I'm a fan, I'm a total fan of his, all the Christopher Guest movies that he's done, and right. I, I walk around with my buddies, and I imitate him all the time. So this was a no-brainer. I had to do this. This show is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's next Wednesday and Thursday. I believe there's another show on Thursday at 8 o'clock at the Acme Theater. And we have folks from Anchorman, the movie, which is one of my favorites. I mean, we have... Uh, we have uh, Ted Lang from the Love Boat. We have you know Kate Flannery from the Office. I mean these are these are these are seriously funny people, and it's all it's all directed by one of the writers from the Tonight Show. I mean just 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 
awesome comedic people getting together and just having a hell of a lot of fun. And the whole concept is it centers around a telethon that's created to help Santa pay off his debt to the Chinese toy makers because he's been <laughs> outsourcing his toy making. And I just, I just, this just sets into my sense of humor so well. I'm like, yeah, I want to go to this. Absolutely. So, uh, it, was just, it was just simple. I can't say no to something like that. I mean, I don't know what anybody else is doing next Wednesday or Thursday night, but I doubt it's going to be as entertaining as this. I don't know what you're doing, but this will be better. Oh, oh, absolutely. And and the the the, the cast of, of it is insane. Like you said, Ted Ted uh Ted Lang, right? Or is it Fred? Uh, Gary Miner from Community? Right. From the Tonight Show, uh the Lampshades. <laughs> Caroline Scott Robinson, you know, it's just nuts. And Christian LeBlanc from YNR, and he and I are going to be doing something together. And there's a very, there's a big improv, improvisational element to this as well. Like we haven't had any rehearsal or anything. It's literally just us up there, you know, exposing our underbellies to an audience and saying, "What are we doing?" You know, it's, it's just crazy. It's just nuts. Well, that 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 is. Uh, you haven't. Um... I know, just one last thing, uh, you haven't gone shirtless on stage in Scandalcrest yet. Everybody else has. I haven't? Are you sure? No, you haven't. You might be right. Well, I know know I went shirtless when I did my first Acme job. That didn't take long. Those guys, it was like trial by fire. Like, okay, the first thing you're going to do is it's going to be really funny. We're going to walk out and say, Eric, can you tell me what time it is? And you're going to take your shirt off to check your watch. Okay. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> like, all right. I'm like, you guys realize I'm getting older now. Maybe I shouldn't be taking my shirt off. But then again, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how many more years I'm going to have to be able to take my shirt off in public. Maybe I should just get it, you know, do it now. Yes. And my my lovely days of our lives, cast members, they refer to me as Eric shirts off now instead of Marts off. So. Oh, I like that. Oh, you shouldn't have said anything because now everybody's going to call you that. And that's going to be your new name. They call me to stage like that. <sighs> Eric, shirts off, stage four. Shirts off, stage four. Even, oh, when, even when I'm in a suit, they call me that. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. Whatever. I love it. Um, well, is there, is there any other new projects that uh, you have coming up in the future? I mean, you don't have enough going on, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. I'm so bored. I wish I could get off my butt and quit being so lazy and maybe do something. Um, no, honestly, I mean, as much as I've filled up my my schedule this December with these with these shows, and I'm so privileged to be a part of them, um, my kids are also, I have twin boys that are six, and it's a really important time for their lives as far as the holidays are concerned, and I, I really want to, you know, carve out a lot of time for them and and make sure that they have an awesome Christmas season as well. And I don't want to be, I, I, I'm being a dad is, you know, it sounds cliche, but it's the best role that I've ever had. And I want to make sure I do that one. Right. And they're sponges right now. Kids are just, they take in everything and they, they know when you're not home and they know when you are home. And I just, you know, if they want to, you know, sword fight, that's what we're going to do. But I want to make sure that I find time for them. That's important to me. You know, oh, no, as well as it should be for every dad. You know, absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, I want to thank you for taking the time with us. Again, Eric will be doing the last installment of Scandal Crest this December 7th. Huh? What? No, I just like saying it. Can you say it? Scandal Crest. Scandal Crest. Scandal Crest. There you go. See? Um, and if you have a chance, if you're in L.A., you should definitely come and see it on Friday. It, it is a uh, unique experience, I will say that. Uh, and, uh, again, he will be doing the Santathon on December 13th uh, with Fred Willard as well. Uh, so you can get your tickets at acnecomedy.com. Uh, and uh, thanks again, Eric, for his time with us. And, oh, uh, my pleasure. Thank you for, for supporting Oh, absolutely. And I will I look forward to seeing you on Friday night. All right. I'll I'll try to sing for you if I can fit it in there. Okay. Okay, that's great. Okay. All right, thank well, you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That will end our 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 um uh episode with Eric Marstoff. Thank you. Have a great night and we'll be back tomorrow night with Diana Costa. And Thursday night with John Kanan. So uh, please stay tuned for all your favorite celebrities. Have a good night. This is Deb signing off. Bye-bye.